Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Uh, Lord bless you. Another great day. And I want to share with you a message that I shared in church uh, a couple weeks ago because I was I had the opportunity to preach again. I haven't preached a lot. I, this is only like the fifth or sixth time in the last year and a half because I have a new senior pastor and and he preaches, and we have a great young associate, and he preaches. So, uh, so it was fun to kind of preach this, but we were doing a series and talking about things that we deal with in life, and my subject was anger. And so I um, shared this message, which I'll share with you today and tomorrow. But I do want to say thank you for listening. And then and uh, recently we had a, a couple in church that, that came that had been listening on the radio, and it's so neat to have them there. And uh, to talk to people that are radio listeners, and I'm just uh, thankful that you listen. And uh, so I hope you get something out of this and that you can apply it to your life. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Lord, it's a great day. Lord, it's a day you've made. And God, we're going to have a great time together. Lord, bless your people today. And may we understand what you want us to understand from today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, I want to talk about the issue that faces every one of us somewhere along the line in our lives, and that's the issue of anger. I've titled a sermon today, uh, kind of the cool down, for the obvious reasons. If you go to the gym, you work out, or if you go out running, you take a little time after you cool down because you're hot and sweaty. In fact, in high school, we, we had a track coach. His name is Eugene Gene Pumphrey, and he was just a great guy. He passed away a few years ago, but just a great guy. And, and he was a great people's person and a coach and a great track coach. And he'd have us go out and he'd run these things out in the country. We'd have to go on three-mile loops. But about every 100, yard, every 100 or 200 yards, you'd have to sprint 100 yards. And then you would just cool off and, and just jog and sprint jog sprint there's a name for it but i'm not gonna tell you the name because it's kind of a weird name and i don't want to be made fun of because of weird names (laughs) anyway but uh you know it's there's there's this times that uh you need to cool down sometimes you jump in the shower immediately after you work out and you actually have have a cold sweat in the shower it's kind of the wrong time you almost got to cool down before you take your shower but Anger is something that uh, we need to cool down from, and we'll we'll talk about the various uh, aspects of that. But uh, we we just want to uh, understand what anger is and uh, how it affects us. If I ask you how many times you got angry or something this past week, what would you imagine? Would you what would you say? I imagine a good portion of you would say, "Hey, I've been angry this time and that time." I, I imagine almost everybody was angry over something. We get set off by the craziest things. Many of those things are everyday things we deal with, maybe at the grocery store, maybe when the neighborhood dog walkers use your lawn for the community bathroom. Oh, my goodness. And they don't carry a bag. Isn't it funny? You're looking out your window, and the next thing you know, there's that German shepherd laying something out there for you to clean up. You know, and so you kind of get angry. I've never walked out and said, Would you put that in the bag or this, that? I just. Clean it up, but it's just, you know, there's things that get us. You know, we need to recognize our anger, recognize it. Many people don't even realize they have an anger issue because it's so ingrained in their system. It happens so often. 
They go to the restaurant and all of a sudden they put something else on their plate that wasn't supposed to be there and they just absolutely get angry. I was with a person one time who hated peas as an older man, he's in his late 70s, and he hated peas and they brought him a meal, but the meal, the vegetable, they was peas. And I mean, he started shaking. He said, take that away. Get those peas off there. Get that. I mean, I've never seen anybody react like that before, but he was angry, you know? And sometimes uh, there's different types of expressions of anger. We're going to call them, one, one is the mute. They just let it fester inside them, and it leads to ulcers. That's why it keeps uh, Rolades and Tums in business. Then there's the martyr who takes all the blame and, and leads them to depression. I've had people like that, oh, I'm so sorry, that's my fault. They'll take the blame for everything. Then there's a maniac who just blows up. Just blows up. I mean, just anything sends them off. And you all know people like that. I certainly do. Then there's the manipulator who retaliates underhandedly. They have the don't get mad, get even mentality. There are people who react negatively to anything and everything. Nothing is good for them, and it continues to just tear at them. Evidently, the Ephesian church struggled with anger, too, so much that the Apostle Paul chose to talk to them about that in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 28. So, in fact, I'm going to read that right this moment. It says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. See, Paul tells us in this passage and beyond, that we are permitted to be angry, but do not sin. He knew we would be angry. Jesus was angry when, they cleared, when he cleared the temple because they were desecrating the temple of God. Biblical ethics tells us we should be angry when we blatantly watch people who claim to be of God live opposite. I think that is the most frustrating thing for me as being around people who disclaim to be just godly, holy people, but live a life of sin. You say, well, are you judging? You know what? People will, you'll know what people are about by watching them. That's just, you know, God's ultimate judge. But boy, just from what they portray, it's certainly not something that is of God. Our society, though, has taught us to give in with the attitude of live and let live. We're seeing it more than ever now. It is unbelievable within the last two years what we've seen, the transition of things and people accepting sin and, and tolerating it in an absolutely massive way. It is a horrible thing. That's why people talk about the end of time. They think they have never seen anything so bad is that we are going downhill 100 miles an hour tolerating evil. You know, I'm glad for the state of Idaho because, you know, I, I'm, most of you know I'm the chaplain of the House of Representatives, and, and we got great people in there, and there's 70 of them in there, and I'm telling you what, they, they stand up, many of them stand up for what is right, and I appreciate that. Now, not everybody makes all of the right decisions all the time, but I appreciate that we are a state that many times will stand up for what is right and what is good. You watch God get angry the number of times in the Old Testament when the righteous standards were violated, so much that he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because they had given in perverse practices. In many passages, people were destroyed because of their disobedience to God. 
disobedience in any realm, whether it's at home or on the job, it's not a good thing whatsoever. I mean, it's something that we need to be obedient people, obedient to our authorities, obedient to the things that God has laid out for us to be obedient to. The Bible says, obey your parents and you shall live long upon the earth. Kids nowadays are just doing the opposite. I'm dealing with families that have kids that are just struggling like crazy. You know, in many passages, people were destroyed because of this disobedience. Well, God was clear in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1 through 10. And you know what? I know it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it because I think we need to hear the word of God and we need to respond to it. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you and take them to heart wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. And when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart, okay, listen to this, obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations where he scattered you. Even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from then the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. You will again obey the Lord and follow all his commands I am giving you today. Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your room, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again delight you in making you prosperous, just as he delighted in your ancestors. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands. What a great promise in Deuteronomy. What a great promise to the people. And I can tell you this, and I've lived this in my life, and I have been blessed over and over with the thought from, and this uh, thought comes from, I think, First Samuel, but honor God and he will honor you. People of God, if you could do that, he will bless you. I have been so blessed in my life, and I honestly believe because it's because I've honored God. Now, have I been perfect? No, I tell you that all the time. No, I'm not perfect. No, I have struggles like everybody else. I made some dumb mistakes over the years. But, you know, I try to keep my eyes set on God and do the best I can do. And if I make a mistake and if I do something against God, if I sin, I try to immediately recognize it and call upon him to forgive me. And I know some people say, you've already forgiven him. He's forgiven everything you're ever going to do. Well, I like confessing my sins because the Word of God tells us to confess our sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And so I want to confess those. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, how people, we get in a mindset and we just justify sin. Like I said, we're seeing it all over right now. And you know what I'm talking about. All over. God is going to come down on people that are just sinning blatantly against God. We're going to see terrible things happen, I think, because people have been so disobedient to God. Let's, you and I, make a choice to be obedient to the things of God and help deal with our anger. Well, tomorrow I'm going to continue with uh, 
part two of this message, and I hope that you will listen. And I pray today is filled with great joy for you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.